natural drugs are good, the natural ones. But LSD is not natural now, is it? Anyway, I'm not going to contradict myself anymore. Some some things are worth trying and some things are not. Know the difference. (laughs) Today's episode is so special to me. It's so funny. First and foremost, listening to it, editing it, my stomach hurts from how hard I've been laughing. We're talking psychedelics. We, as in my friend Adriana, Brian, and I, will be talking about psychedelics and the lessons we learned from our trip. Adriana and I met in Jamaica, and as you'll soon see, we had a very raw, we had a very honest conversation, and hopefully you're able to listen with an open mind while laughing really hard in the process. Regardless of your history and experience with psychedelics, maybe you've done psychedelics before, maybe you haven't and you're just curious, thank you for being here, and I hope you're able to take something away from the conversation. If you're under 18, you probably should not be listening to this, but I also don't think anyone under 18 is listening to me, so I think we're all good. Anyways, enjoy the episode, and thank you for listening. Adri, thank you for coming on to my podcast and for volunteering to have this conversation with me. I'm really excited. How are you feeling? I'm a little nervous, to be honest, Um, but I'm really excited to be here and hopefully my journey can, you know, be helpful to others. (laughs) I'm a little nervous as well, but we've had conversations about psychedelics before and I've always felt very comfortable talking to you. I've done psychedelics with you and I just felt like (laughs) I love your perspectives and who better to honestly talk to for this conversation than than you. That's how I feel. (laughs) Well, I'm honored. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, You're welcome. All right. all right, let's get into it. Yes. So where did your journey with psychedelics begin? Okay, well, I've dabbled in it uh, when I lived in Negril. I got introduced to mushrooms and I did it on a small scale. And then I met my boyfriend, my current boyfriend, Kainan, and he introduced me to the real deal. And I had my first psychedelic trip um, in, I think, 2020. So it's recent. And I remember uh, taking like four grams and half an hour into it, I wasn't feeling anything. Then I upped my dose another gram. And then after, let's say, two hours and eight grams late, no, six grams later, um, I started to have my first real psychedelic experience and it was very magical. It was nighttime and the moon was out, so it was right above us and we were on a hill, so it was really nice and we're outdoor in nature and everything was illuminated. I was in awe. I felt really good. The second time I did it, I felt like it was a lot more vivid. And I would say that that trumped that first experience because it took me really in depth to where I was like, I wanted to say, God, you know, if I'm going to do this and do it right, like what else is there? You know, what else make a good yes of fuck? Like, you know, what else God? Like, reveal the creator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what and you know I went in there and as you know mushrooms it lasts about four to six hours and I can say coming out of it I felt God I felt like I was a part of everything in everything one it was truly truly beautiful and 
I enjoy being out in nature. And it, it was daytime at this time. And I can say, wow, this is very, very profound. So I want to backtrack a little bit. When did you first do shrooms? I know you said you were in, in the grill, but mm-hmm. how long ago was that? And then what prompted that? 2018. And they were having the Tomorrow Today festivals. And that's where, you know, a lot of yoga and various things like that. And then I got introduced to it there. And, you know, he, you know when you're with a friend, you're, you feel safe. And it was in very small doses. I never tripped or went on a journey. It was just very small doses to make me feel really nice and happy. And, you know, see the little patterns, but nothing out of the box. And I'm a type of person, I, I'll try, I'll try things, you know, but um, cautiously as well. And mushrooms mean a natural uh, plant or a fungi, so to say it's from the earth. So I would give it a shot, especially for that. <laughs> okay, so in 2020, you decided to take a larger dosage. Were you nervous yes. going into that or <laughs> like, how did you feel? Oh, very much so. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Very nervous at the time. Uh, it was kind of coming back into the mainstream in a positive light, but yet still, still have the stigma of it being uh, a negative thing or a stage one drug and it can make you crazy and such. So, But I trusted Kynan and he's still here. He's very sane. He's intelligent. He does it. so, And he speaks highly of it. So why not give it a shot? I love that you brought that up. Um, I was talking to my mommy earlier today and I was talking to her about our conversation and she brought me back to the CNN episode that I think they did with Anderson Cooper where they went to Jamaica and explored psychedelics and she was saying that I should bring that up during the conversation because for her generation, like the older generation, when they hear magic mushrooms, she was like, my mind kind of goes to fentanyl, like that grade of drug. And I was like, no, mommy, it's nowhere, <laughs> nowhere near fentanyl. But I do understand that, you know, if you grew up in like the 70s, the 80s, you think about Woodstock. And I do think it sometimes turns people off or makes them a little bit anxious. But, you know, if you do it with people who know what they're talking about and just make sure you're safe and that you're comfortable, mm-hmm. it can truly be the most profound experience. Definitely. Definitely. The setting has everything to do with it, for sure. So your first, okay, so in 2020, you did it at night and you said it was pretty visual. Talk about that and just how it differs from, you know, like you mentioned the moon. How did you see the moon differently and how did you see light differently? Um, (laughs) All right. So like the moon, for sure, it transformed to being like a crystal sticking out of the sky. It's no longer a circle or a sphere that you're looking at. It looks like a crystal with really beautiful rays uh, around it in circles and rays coming out. Uh, The trees, I felt like they weren't the typical trees that we would see every day. They were who they are, and I cannot put a name to it. I can only just witness it, so to say. And if I were to put a name to it, it's like I dumb it down, and I find that when I do go on mushroom trips I don't speak there's no use for it don't corrupt this beautiful you know environment that we're in with um spoken word because that is still not even it time felt well there was no time you're not checking your clock you're kind of just in this space where everything is now (laughs) 
And then you did shrooms again during the day, right? Yes, and that was more of my the most profound experience. That would be like a better trip than the first time I did it because of just how submerged I was in there. And doing it in the daytime, you get to see every detail because it's now illuminated by the sun and you see the grass, you see the insects. I felt more connected with um, the plants. And then because our garden has bonsai trees, so each plant in itself was a world so like walking in it and looking up the plant is like seeing the texture of the bark and the leaves and the branches and following it and everything is telling its own story and you're getting lost in it and um and then there just there's a different time when like everything I just felt like one there was no words to explain just how amazing it felt to be alive and to be a part of everything to feel like I'm everything and insignificant as well in the same time like I'm nothing <laughs> but I'm everything <laughs> and it's 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 beautiful yes I love that you brought up that in doing the trip your second trip you know you you wanted to meet God so you wanted yeah. to have that experience I remember going to your house um so for everyone listening I did mushrooms for the first and second time with Adri the first time I was there, I remember thinking, again, like, we're outside, beautiful night sky, bonsai trees, amazing. And Adri has cats. So I remember thinking, going into my trip, like, I want to talk to the cats. I want uh, to have a conversation with them. I didn't end up talking to them all night, but I did cry for, like, four hours. So I think <laughs> when people talk about psychedelics or when people think about doing psychedelics, maybe they have expectations, like I did, for what they're mm -hmm. hoping to experience. But mm -hmm. ultimately, I think the greatest takeaway that people who have done psychedelics will say is that you get the experience and the trip that you need. That you need, yes. And as such, you know, every, um, every time I've taken mushrooms, it's gives me something different it's not every it's it doesn't necessarily give me what I want um but there are times that it aligns itself with what you want being a part of what you need and it kind of helps you to understand various things a little more in that aspect of it okay so going back to your day and night trip that you did in 2020 where were you in life like what was your headspace and how do you think that the psychedelic trip impacted you in that like how did it give you what you needed based off of where you were in life hmm that's a good question what did it give me that I needed I think it gave me it gave me a paradigm shift and it gave me hope to say that you know um, having this experience means that there is more to life than this mundane everyday nine to five time moving too fast what is going on government everything everything you know like to just have that profound experience I'm like wow you know it took my mind away from that into feeling great about myself you know in some way um it also it has also helped me to work through things that have been bothering me and look at it head on and you know there was one time that I woke up the next day after doing a trip and I just bawling I just cry I was just releasing and it felt good to cry and release and whatever it was I can't I don't really know what it was but whatever it was I just knew I needed to cry this off so going back to your comment of you know wanting to meet and connect with God from your experience what or how would you encapsulate God 
through what you saw, how you felt? I can't verbalize it. I really can't. You know, it's really a feeling and you have to feel it. There is nothing I can tell you that would make you think you understand. You know, it really is a feeling of that oneness, that just that feeling of being significant and insignificant in the same time of understanding just like this awareness of it all wow we're actually alive and we're witnessing life as it comes and as it goes and being in awe of creation (laughs) so I remember like ahead of my first trip I was in such a bad I don't want to say bad I was in a bad place um I was so unhappy with like the different aspects of my life and I did shrooms the day before I was supposed to move back to Florida from Jamaica And it's interesting because, you know, when people, I think when people think about psychedelics, oftentimes they get this anxiety about like, you know, what if my mind takes me somewhere I really don't want to go? Mm -hmm. But what I've experienced on shrooms, and I think, I know others have felt the same, is that there's this compassion through which I'm able to see myself. So no matter what I'm witnessing, what I'm downloading or processing, Mm -hmm. there's this grace and this love and this light and this acceptance and through that came the realization that like, yes, there were things I needed to work on. Yes, there were situations I needed to leave. Yes, there were some tough pills that I needed to swallow. But in all mm-hmm, of that, mm-hmm. life is so much bigger than me. And even on my worst days, I'm able to think back to that experience and think back to the love that I felt and know that there is an alternative to how I'm feeling. Yes. And we have our choice too, you know, the more we even dive into spirituality. Um, I also find that what they keep telling us is that we do have, we can make a choice in how we feel in a certain moment. Uh, we are going to, our feelings are going to react to certain things in the moment, but we can have a say in, all right, you know what, this may make me feel sad, but do I want to feel sad? All right, let me find something to feel good about, and it might not happen in the same time, but over time, if we practice you know very spiritual things like very little things to help us to be more positive you know when we're stuck in this negative rut if we catch ourselves to say all right you know all right now is the time like can i find something positive can i find it um and i sometimes go back to when i danced because i used to dance and that's like some of my best happiest times in life on the stage performing and i just go back on that and i'm like smiling and so just tying that back in to say, you know, it really does help us to remember that we are so much more than what we think or what society imposes on us and more than the situation that we're in now if we choose to, you know, find that positivity. Yeah, and to piggyback off of what you said a little bit, shrooms, psychedelics, incredibly powerful, so many healing capabilities. But the one thing that kind of made me a little sad, you know, is that, you know, when I had my first trip, I had the trip and I felt so clear in what I needed to do. And then I woke up the next morning and it was gone. Not that the themes and the lessons of the trip were gone, but in taking psychedelics, you know, you still have to do the work. Oh. The trip doesn't change your world. Oh. You have to do the work after <laughs> trying the experience. Oh, for sure. So like, yeah, like I just said earlier, you know, like even when I find myself in the rut and 
um, in that negative patch, uh, I try to go back to say, all right, you know, I try to catch myself in the middle of it to remember the lessons to say, all right, let me try and find something positive to switch my attention to. Um, I don't always get it, but this is the work that we have to do, you know, in different ways and forms. So for sure, for sure, it's not an overnight cure. Otherwise, everybody would be on it. But it does give you insight for sure. Um, and as you said to you know, you cry. So it plays on the balance of life. So it's not all happy and go lucky. You know, the the bad trips, those are the ones that make you makes you grow. You yeah. grow from those. Um, so I would say have a bad trip. I hope you have a bad trip this time because you're going to be working through some stuff that is going to make you a better person. And the work begins tomorrow, <laughs> but at least the teacher appeared and gave some lessons. Exactly. And I love that you say that. I love that you brought up bad trips because I think people do have bad trips, but it's not always bad in the way that we consciously think of when we say good or bad. Did I want to cry for four hours? No, I wanted to talk to cats and I wanted to talk to trees, mm -hmm. but I did get what I needed I did need to release a lot. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, for me personally, even though I had to go through some shit on my trip, I didn't mm -hmm. feel like there was no hatred. There was no shame. There was no despair. Yeah. It all felt manageable. Like I'm looking at myself clearly. I see myself mm -hmm. clearly. I see my situation clearly. There are things I don't like. There are things that made me very sad. But in this moment, I'm looking at it through a lens of like love and compassion and acceptance yeah, it's really what you think of yourself and how you, you build on that. And just to speak on bad trips a little more, um, bad trips you grew from, but there are also some bad trips where persons, uh, when they start to feel different in their body and see different things and, and not want to accept it because it's going to, it, no matter how you fight it, that's going to keep coming on. That can be a bad trip as well if you're not allowing are going with the flow and you fighting that is you fighting yourself and you fighting yourself nobody's gonna win you're just gonna keep crying away so it's more it's better to just relax and allow it to just take its time and go with the flow so that can if you're fighting yourself it can really go bad oh gosh so yeah because <laughs> it's definitely uh you, you it's not it's if it's your first time it's like nothing you've ever felt or seen and everything is going to be weird and if you're not secure with yourself or in a safe place or with people that you trust then things can get weird because then you're in your mind and you can just start creating things <laughs> as well exactly and i love that you brought that up because i think i've always done I've, I've done what psychedelics three times with you now and it's always been a safe space there's nothing crazy going on I know that, you know, if I cry for four hours, I'm going to be fine. You guys are around to just hold space. But I do think it's important for people, like, if you're thinking about psychedelics, take your surroundings into account. Not everyone that you hang out with should mm -hmm. be in your circle when you're doing psychedelics. Also, um, something to think about, like, when I did shrooms for the first time, I felt nauseous. Mm -hmm. yes. And that was uncomfortable. I don't like vomiting. No one does. But it's just a matter of being in a safe space where you can go through the process. If you have to run to the bathroom, you run to the bathroom. If you need to cry, you cry. Just be around people that can be with you and not judge you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. 
comfort is definitely key and yes when you take mushrooms there are chances you will go to the bathroom and not only throw up there you can do number two too but persons who do that always come back and say it's the best like it's such a release like it's such a let's use the word detox it's like getting rid of certain things uh and you feel so good you look even better <laughs> yeah and i tend to sometimes when i take mushrooms i tend to throw up so i have to be careful of where i check it as well because if i need to throw up then i need to just and then i always feel better and no it does not stop the trip it doesn't make it any less you are on a full speed babe <laughs> So back to the purging. For some people, maybe you vomit, maybe you have diarrhea. I cried. That was me purging personally. But like we've been saying, everyone gets a trip that you need. Um, and it's not always going to, but you're not always going to be physically affected in that way. Like you get what you need, you know? Yeah. Well, for the purging, it only lasts for a short, very, very, very short time. Um, and then it's, you, you know, it continues. It's 46 hours <laughs> of being in that space for sure. And I love that you brought up bad trips because do I have a story to share? But with, <laughs> before we go there, I just want to know, like, what other psychedelics have you tried beyond mushrooms? And how would you rank them from your least to favorite? Okay, so I have tried DMT. Um, that's very, whoa, that's crazy. Um, mushrooms and um, I haven't tried LSD as yes I did try LSD that was nice oh and I did try another one but in a very small dose I don't remember the name it's like M2 or something something um, and if I were to rank them I'd say I prefer mushrooms mushrooms is my go-to girl's that. best friend yeah man I love that um least favorite is dmt um why because it's so profound and just my the last experience i had is what i have to go by but <laughs> if i muster up the courage to do it again it it is definitely the most profound most 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 nothing can top that i, I that's the biggest experience i've ever had in my life so before we get into DMT, I want to hear about LSD because I know that's like 12 hours, right? Um, yes, I didn't do it in a in a very big dose. It was a small dose. So, um, but I was just up um, and I felt good. Um, I was at a party and it was good. You know, nothing. It didn't go overboard because it didn't take such a high dose. And how did you take it? Like, how does that work? So what they do is to put the solution, like a liquid solution on paper and it absorbs it type of thing. And then they, they measure it. So they put a certain amount in each square. So a square would be like, say, one dose. So it's like I had a half of a square or a little less than a half. Oh, so it's okay. And like, how long did that last for? Maybe it could have gone up to eight hours or so, but you know, we're... Just enjoying ourselves. I don't really remember a lot about it. It was just, you know, a casual setting. Okay, so there weren't like cars moving around and stuff. Maybe they were moving, but not mm. in. No, it was more like just feeling really good and the, everything looked brighter. 
So before we get into DMT, I'm going to go back a little bit since we spoke about how you took LSD. So for everyone listening, for mushrooms, you can eat the plant raw or you can take it in like chocolate form. You can take capsules. The second time I did shrooms, I did capsules and I didn't feel nauseous at all, um, which was good because I don't. I didn't enjoy feeling that way the first time. <laughs> okay, Adri. So let's go to our least favorite rank psychedelic. <laughs> and before we yeah, get man. into this... I just want to preface the conversation by saying that there are a billion and one different possibilities for what you can experience. Can experience. So don't mm-hmm. feel deterred by what I experienced or by what Adri experienced because you probably won't experience it. People have the most beautiful ethereal DMT trips. Mine just wasn't that and that's okay, but there was still value to be found in my trip. And I think Adri can say the same. So Adri, do you want to go first talking about your trip? Oh, all right. Talk us through the process of, you know, um, how you take DMT, where you take DMT. So I took it at the comfort of my home. (laughs) And um, a few friends, we decided to take it for the first time. I went second. The first guy I went, he had a good time. He was like, whoa, you know, most profound. It was actually my third time attempting it. I tried it one time, but we didn't do it well. And we're, we, you know, we did it with our eyes open on the lawn. For sure, visually, it was the most profound thing. Like everything changed. It changed. I could still see it, but it wasn't like the trees weren't green anymore and it didn't look like leaves. It's more fiery. And it was very interesting. Everything was really different. I can't even explain it. And it weared off really fast. Um, the second time I tried it, um, I didn't inhale it enough. We were to do three pulls. I did it on the second pull. And by the second pull, I was like, ah, I'm fine. It's good. And I lied out. Like, there's no need for me to go any further than here. But I didn't really fully go into that trip. Um, I was still conscious and aware of myself, you know, here in the bed um and who was in around me in the room as well um there were two other persons in the room just there to ensure that the trip goes well and to watch over me um and so I could... i'm going to interrupt you for a second adri uh because i just want to give people a little bit more background into dmt before we get into it so for everyone listening dmt is referred to as a spirit molecule to take dmt is regarded as leaving your body and to it's basically mimics the near-death experience yes dimethyl tryptamine if i said it correctly yeah you did okay dmt is regarded as the most potent psychedelic and people do it differently you can i think inject it you can drink it you know through ayahuasca you can snort it or you can smoke it and usually you do dmt in a dark space um, supervised with facilitators so people who are helping um, it needs to be very quiet you don't want distractions because it can completely alter your trip so it's just you and your facilitators yeah all right go ahead adri okay so i think my second dmt trip i did not take the full trip i was still conscious of my surroundings uh, but I definitely saw like some fast moving lights and it felt like i was hurtling through you know, time and space through the lights and the shapes type of thing. But I was still conscious of my surroundings. And the third time I did it, I took two long puffs. On the second hit, you're basically starting to 
journey. You're losing um, grasp of your reality. Uh, and it's a little hard for you to take that third one, which is just enough or just what you need to get you there. So took my first long one and then went on to my second. And then I started to really, you know, feel everything change, see everything change. And I held on to the guy's hand and he's like, it's okay. <laughs> Take the third one. <laughs> By that time I was ready to give up to I was like, nah. But I was like, I'm through it and I started to take the third one and then there were no lips anymore. There was no more me. There was no body. Ah, and then the journey begins. So in essence, this DMT is supposed to last just 15 minutes. And within that 15 minutes, it's like the most profound. And can I tell you that last my well, my trip lasted like close to half an hour. It was pretty long. At that third pull and everything changed very quickly for me. It went from being in my room to just in a white space. As it was moving into that space, as fast as it moved, like at the snap of a finger, there was still space in between the snap of a finger. Because I do recall like being in a loop of when the guy was moving the pipe away. And I was, he was, he kept moving, you know, like he kept getting up and then it was here again like a glitch in the matrix and then he got up again and then I'm like wait what the fuck is going on and I <laughs> shouted that shit out like by that time I was like it not making sense nah wait. <laughs> uh, and then I was there so by the time I said that I was in the white space eventually I came back to the room and then I didn't remember how I got to the room but it felt like I just woke up one day. Like, I, I just woke up. It's a normal day. And then nothing was making sense. I'm like, but wait, like, why can't I form a thought? And then I start to say, help. Like, somebody come help me now because nothing is making sense right now. And remember, I forgot that I took this job. Because I just thought I woke up. Um, so my boyfriend came in and he's calming me down. I recall, I remember seeing him and he's like, it's okay. Just breathe, just breathe. And I remember him saying that, but I'm like still saying, help me, help, help. Like, why don't you see? I said, need help. But he's calming me down. And then eventually I started to calm down. And then I felt like my consciousness was here. I'm like, I'm reminding myself that I'm here. And then I realized that I'm here in this reality, time and space. Oh, wow, I am here. I am here. And then I was on the floor. I don't know how I got there. And when they were telling this back to me, I could remember. But in the, in the space, I can't remember. But I know there was something happening where it was either I was fighting. Like it was either taking me to a space I didn't want to go. And I was fighting to hold on to the fibers of reality that I understood and knew. And I was fighting and I was thrashing around. But in that space, there was I was not in the room. I was just in this space and there was no body. And I was not feeling pain, but I was thrashing around. like. And then I just, you know, went back into a different state again. It was a lot of patterns and movements and it was liquid and it was air and there was no, my body wasn't in it, but my consciousness was in it and I could feel it, but there was nothing to be felt. Um, 
And by that time, I think the, the place, the room was pitch black. So at that time, they kind of cracked the light at the bathroom and opened it a little. So there was a little light. So it was like a light at the end of the tunnel. And then I saw my boyfriend and I was calling out to him. And then at that time, it took another turn. And then I felt like I was in this trance for him or he put me through a test or a trance to prove myself and then it's like i see him and i'm like you know like this ah moment like this god coming in front of me and i'm like looking at my boyfriend like very erotically and then it's like i was this animal i started to be this feline this cat because i was sniffing him like this is mine biting him and I was like hissing and he told me I was so sexy he's like Adrian no one else was in the room type of sexy I was like I've never seen you do that and I was a little shy with it because I'm like look what are you doing to me and I'm like still doing it and biting him type of thing and it was um I was conscious of myself but I couldn't do it I was just in the moment I was not like I was not in control really I was still just going through the experiences and then afterwards it's like I snap out of it and I'm like Kainan and he's like Adri Adri and I'm like yeah and then he's like how are you feeling because <laughs> now he sees that I'm conscious of my wrench and I'm like I'm like oh my god and then I just stop and then I remember just going back off into um the experience and at that time it just felt like wow you know how really amazing it is to have a life. And it's made me feel what it be, would be like to not have my body. To be in just this space, this consciousness. I don't have a body. I'm not a part of this world anymore. And it just made it so much more profound to come back into this body and to this life. Like, wow, like we're alive. What the heck do you mean? Like nothing matters anymore we need to live we need to live we need to just go out there and just do stuff and enjoy it and live it and live good and love you know i'm like when i was coming back i'm like i have kids i need to have my kids there there's there are things i need to do on this earth so thank you for this body i'm here <laughs> and you know eventually i came to and it was like what was that crazy crazy and that was my experience <laughs> so coming back into reality what i've experienced with dmt is in contrast to psychedelics like mushrooms where it's not difficult or it wasn't difficult for me to remember a lot of my trip with dmt for me it was like i was grasping on to little sound bites like was it the same for you did you kind of struggle to wrap your mind around the experience or was it very tangible after the fact um, I struggled to wrap my mind around the experience. It was, I'm still, I still cannot understand it. Let's say that the feeling of nothingness, like what the heck? I think for me though, I freaked out in the beginning and every little thing really does take you on a certain path in it. And I wish I didn't. I should have just relaxed and just allow it. But I didn't know if I was going to make it. I didn't know if it was like, is this it now? Is this it? Because that this that was it. This is now my reality. There's no body. What? There's no physical body anymore. And there's no Adriana. 
there is just this consciousness that is in this space. Going back to your shroom trip, you came out to that, you know, having a very clear or having some type of understanding, like there's something I can learn from this and this is what I can apply to practice in everyday life. Coming out of DMT, because it is such a foreign and unearthly experience, is there any point, do you think there's any point in trying to understand why you experienced what you experienced or are you just present in what you witnessed and are leaving it in that space? I think for me, um, if I were to say, you know, why I experienced that, um, you know, I'm on a search, I'm on a spiritual search and perhaps that was to show me the other side of things, you know, not the fairy tale things. Perhaps, you know, sometimes in my life I'm I'm trying to figure out what to do and between figuring out what to do and sometimes not being sure or, you know, I don't feeling sorry for myself and certain things like that. It's it probably just let me know. It's like, girl, wake the fuck up. No pity. Like, <laughs> girl, kiss teeth and show me in there. You just slap me around, man. Like, yeah. get off your ass. Mom too. Type of thing. I'm like, shit. Because it kind of woke me up. I'm like, maybe I did need to wake up. Like, stop being afraid of certain little things. Like, you want to see scary? You want to know what to be afraid of? Type of thing. I said, what? Because I'm like, we need to live. <laughs> Come on, I I need to live. I got kids to have. I have a voice. I need to eat food. I want to pee. I want to poo. I want to comb my hair. You know, I want to butt my toe somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I want to be scared. I want to feel something. So why haven't you done DMT again? And would you do it again? That experience is enough to hold me for a while. Can I tell you? Um, the last time I took mushrooms, it took me to a DMT space. Girl, I run for cover. We're never ready. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, it was three of us. We were in the grill. We were on the beach. Myself and my boyfriend, we started to go towards a DMT trip through the mushrooms. And our friend was there and he started to have the same, a similar experience because he was like, yo, what's going on? Like, like things are getting, you know, a little beyond how my trips normally go. And then luckily we were in a safe space and we went to a friend who had a space and we were there to ride it out. But... Before it peaked for me, I was like just bringing up different things, just just random things. I was almost having a conversation with myself, but I know I wasn't talking to myself. I know I was talking to something else and, and something larger than myself. And I'm like, but so what about the trees? I'm like, so, so what about the trees? It's like it just wipes it away. It's as if it doesn't matter. So I'm like, what about babies? It just wipe it away and as if it doesn't matter. I mess about so nothing matters. It's it's you know it was bringing me to the space like really nothing matters. Everything is gonna die. It's all gonna. It's a cycle. It's it's gonna come and it's gonna go. I'm like whoa. And at that time I was sitting in the the shallow part of the water, kind of just playing with the water, and I'm partially freaking out because nothing matters, and I'm alive, and I'm like but. So what about now? <laughs> what about here and now? And then it kind of just wipes it away and put a smile on its face. There was no space, but that's how it felt. I'm looking out in the distance and everything became very vivid, 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 vivid. And I'm like, all right, shoot. 
this is peaking. This is feeling like DMT. I'm going into a space of nothingness. This is get out of the water, Adri. Go on land. Go check on Kainan. I checked on Kainan. Kainan was being pulled into a space of nothingness. And I'm like, it's okay. So we had to pay our bar tab. I'm like, I remember I was like, okay, so let's go pay the bar tab. And he's like, give it, he's like, take it, take it all. He's like, give me all this money. I'm like, put that away. I just need it. I just need like a thousand dollars, Jamaican dollars. But he was like so vulnerable. He's like, just take it all. It's almost like really nothing matters anymore. But it was such a profound thing again to the point where coming back out of that, it's we we ordered drinks. I'm like, let's cheers to life again, guys. We need to live it up once again. Let's live. What the heck? Yeah, and I want to I want to talk more about the nothingness because you and I have had this conversation. And when I've spoken to people about the nothingness I experienced on my DMT DMT trip they've related it back to like hopelessness and i've experienced hopelessness in the real world but it is nothing like the nothingness in wherever the fuck we were Mm -hmm. so going into my first dmt trip i did two in one night because the first trip i didn't i wasn't really satisfied i wasn't able to make it to three hits and all i knew about dmt going into it was what you and kainan shared with me you know try and make it to three hits and I remember vividly listening to you guys talk about it and you explaining that not everyone makes it to three hits and I was like my ego was like oh I got this I'm, I'm going to do three hits I'm not going to this is not going to be an issue for me and I think back to it now and I'm like I didn't even I don't smoke so I don't know I don't know what my mind thought would happen like I w- it would just be a walk in the park for me but I was the first to go I think um in the room Robert's there with his partner and they're supervising, Robert's facilitating. He was holding the pipe and, you know, he walked me through it. So you're going to take three hits, breathe deeply, just relax. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, okay, I got this. It's dark, lights out. I'm sitting on the bed and I take the first hit and my mind immediately is like, oh no, we're not doing this. We're not <laughs> doing this. We're not going to do this. I didn't, what I didn't expect or what no one told me about DMT is that it's numbing. So immediately within the first inhale, my throat is like, my body's like, what are you doing? My throat feels like it's closing up. I'm starting to get nervous. But then also with the first hit, I start blacking out and Robert's like, okay, take another hit. And I'm like, I'm not going to take another hit. This is wild. Yeah. So it is important to say that I did go into the trip worried. I was scared that it would take me to a dark place. And like you said, Adri, earlier about DMT, it's not going to make you feel comfortable in the way that maybe shrooms would. So mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking about going into the trip. And that's exactly where it took me. And my mind was immediately like, death, rage. And I just remember feeling really scared. I think I barely made it to two hits. And that was enough for me. And... I thought to myself, like, I'm actually not afraid. It's fine, Tori. You're fine. Breathe, relax. And then that darkness kind of shifted. And then I laid down and I saw fractals. I saw shapes. And my highest self was there. I was physically gripping my hands, not wanting to let go and release into the experience. And I just remember this projection of my highest self was like, you're safe. You're fine. I love you. You're good. Just relax, release. And I was gripping my hands, not relaxing, not releasing. I'm like, I'm not doing this. And then I remember my aunt, a visual of my aunt came in and she was like you're fine you're good and I was like are you guys proud of me and my higher self was like yeah we're proud of you just let go like release and I couldn't so I do remember crying and I do remember feeling love and then maybe 30 minutes later after two other people went I went in again for DMT and my approach this time was just to breathe slowly and to not fight it 
first hit inhale second hit inhale my mind was telling me no my body was telling me no <laughs> and i did the third hit and i was gone laid back completely gone like you said adri there's no concept of body there's no concept of time i know that i'm witnessing something but everything else beyond that i couldn't tell you what's going on and it took me back to a tra- a core trauma that i had my suspicions about but i've never had like any proof of it I knew exactly what was happening and I'm like, okay, yeah, I got you. And then the trip took me elsewhere and I just remember, I don't know where I went after that, but my next vivid memory is of this place of nothingness. And I'm going to read this, (laughs) I'm going to read this excerpt from Black Mirror episode Demon 79 because I cannot explain this nothingness and I don't want to butcher it because the weight of it truly had me in tears. So in Demon 79, they said, this place would be like, cast out into a boundless cosmic void and doomed to spend eternity in a vacuum of infinite nothingness, absence of matter, of time, of space, light, and sound, enduring a profound, palpable, and ever-present lack of existence, alone in perpetuity, forevermore. And that sums it up. It's interesting because I think on Shrooms, we both experience this insignificance, but from a very, like, beautiful place of we're all interconnected, there's more to life in the space... But this cosmic void, wherever I was, I didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I could very clearly Mm -hmm. see the past, present, future intertwined. And there was a lot going on. It wasn't like there was not there was there were shapes and there were objects flying past me. But in their existence, in their activity, I was there, but I didn't exist. Like imagine walking out of your house and no one can see you. Like you're trying to connect with the world around you, but no one can see you. And I think that was the nothingness for me. And I remember crying during the trip and feeling like if this is what I'm aspiring to, like if this is the afterlife, I don't want to go there. (laughs) But I also think with psychedelics, I don't even know if it's fair for me to try and wrap my mind around that experience because I can't even begin to understand what it was, you know, what that space was. Yes. And that was and that was not I was just like a peek into that's not it, you know, at all. (laughs) And my takeaway from that was just, I'm happy to be alive. I'm grateful to be here. Mm -hmm. And this is Mm -hmm. a great contrast Mm -hmm. because I'm grateful that I've never experienced anything like that in reality. I thought hopelessness was Mm -hmm. bad, but I can't imagine what it would be like to experience nothing. And then my trip took me, you know, I've wanted to work in the film and entertainment industry and do like films and stuff. And then it took me to the film industry, not in the way you would think. There were no visualizations of like Hollywood or anything. There were shapes. It could have been Legos, but I'm looking at these shapes and I just knew exactly what I was seeing. And it was vile. It was nothing I wanted to be a part of. And that's what the trip told me. And yeah, and then I started glitching. I remember seeing like Robert and then I I didn't see the entities. I went into the trip wanting to see like the the elves people talk about didn't see any of that but I was glitching and I did see these like ghost figures in the room and then I would go back to my trip and then I'd come back and then that was it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I saw in the space of 50 minutes <laughs> yeah no no concept of time no idea how long you were under for the only way I knew that I still had a body was because I was swallowing like I because like it felt like there was okay. something in my throat and my body was struggling to hold on mm. yep very very profound and you cannot unfeel and unsee you know the experience it's kind of going to always be there 
So what would you say overall, like in retrospect, thinking about everything you experienced with DMT and mushrooms, what would you say are the overall benefits of psychedelics and the lasting impact that they have on your mindset and day-to-day life? Well, the lasting impact is that it, it just makes me happy to be alive. Having these trips makes me realize that I am everything. I'm everything I want. And if I keep reminding myself and believing and knowing that I'm everything I want, then things will happen accordingly versus allowing my mind to go down, you know, the sadness and the feeling sorry for thinking in lack and such and such. So having these trips helped me to stay on the path of being a happier person and even through the sadness working through it because there is a balance and as much as we don't want to be sad it is there for a reason it is there and we we grow more through sadness than through happiness hardships make stronger people more resilient people um so it's also to understand that balance For people who are curious about psychedelics but hesitant to try, or for people who maybe have had bad experiences and are hesitant to try again, what would you like? What would what advice would you share with them? If you're going to try it, I'd say um, get it from a trusted source and um, be in a safe space and always try it with someone if you've never tried it before. Try it with someone that has had experience. And if not, um, do a little research. And if you're dealing with somebody that doesn't have experience, you know, at least they should have an understanding of what it is so that if, you know, if you may freak out or certain things may happen, they know how to hold that space and be there for you uh, so that you can, you know, be in that journey and come out safely, so to say. And to go in with uh, an open mind, um, sometimes it can be a little nerve-wracking. We may think that, oh, you know, we can handle this, but it really, truly is a profound and such a different experience from our day-to-day reality. And we should go towards it with reverence, not just as a plaything. It really is, for lack of a better word, something that is spiritual, that connects us, that shows us, that there is truly more to life than this conscious reality. And make sure you have nothing else to do that day, depending on the one that you're trying to do. Have everything you need around you beforehand. And, you know, just don't don't be too afraid. Don't be too afraid unless you're afraid of yourself. Mm, that's a good point. Very true. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, there's much to be afraid of for ourselves about. <laughs> I believe that everybody should try it at least once. Mushrooms especially. It really does give you a paradigm shift. And it, it really helps you to be a better person. A little more loving, a little more understanding in whatever little way it can. So would you say that mushrooms is the psychedelic you would recommend people start with? I do. I do for sure. And it's not an overnight thing. It takes work. You come out of it and you're back to reality. It's still Wednesday or Saturday. <laughs> and it's 10 o'clock and you got work in the morning and the baby's crying. Boom. But if you really are searching for, you know, that understanding of yourself and life, then things will reveal itself to you a lot more. 
in after doing that because you have insight and you know with knowledge comes certain responsibility and life going to start kind of treating you a little different because it kind of gave you a little insight like, well let's work on this so we spoke about Kainan a lot or you brought him up a lot in this episode Adri and for everyone listening Kainan is not just Adrian's partner who is like oh try this psychedelic like try mushrooms he studies mushrooms he grows mushrooms he has his own business so Adri do you want to talk about his business a little bit and like if you're in Jamaica and you want to try shrooms go through Kainan for sure yes sacred therapeutics sacred with a p s a c R-E-D. Um, and he's on Instagram, so he has products. And for persons who are not sure about having a full trip, there are macrodoses. Um, and I find that macrodoses, they do help. And, um, you know, when you're down a little bit hard on yourself, you know, it helps to cheer you up a little bit, work in the background. You're not going to really feel it, but it's that just it's just that uplifting thing it does to help you be a little bit more positive, a little bit more, you know, okay, I'm going to tackle life. No, I feel a little bit. But and you cannot get addicted to mushrooms. The more you take it, the less effect it has on you. Go figure. <laughs> so I have some rapid fire questions for you. Yeah. What is the most remarkable thing you've seen or experienced during a psychedelic trip? Um, all right, for mushrooms, everything becomes one. I'm visually looking at like the skyline and where the trees meet the sky, and there are times when I cannot tell the difference. Everything is one i am one everything is one there's no sky and tree no more um i always find that to be so profound what psychedelic myth should we squash right now that it is harmful to us in the sense of being a scheduled one drug it will make you worthless you know stupid i mean if you abuse something then you might have to go with the repercussions of that. But if you go into it with a certain reverence and knowledge and such with your intended use, then it is very beneficial. Yeah, going into my first shrooms trip, honestly, I was a little nervous that I was going to come out with like my tongue sticking out of my mouth or something. (laughs) Yes, and understandably, you know, so we should squash thinking that after we take it we are going to lose our mind or be stupid no no you <laughs> know and, and i understand i mean that's how, how we grew up and who want you know drugs are bad some drugs are, some <laughs> drugs are bad natural drugs are good the natural ones but lsd is not natural now is it anyway i'm not going to contradict myself anymore some <laughs> <laughs> some things are worth trying and some things are not know the difference <laughs> where would you say is your favorite place to trip in nature oh for sure in nature amongst trees um under the sky uh you know and just allowing yourself to be submerged and connected there was a time i was sitting beside a plant for 20 minutes and i'm just saying hello and it was saying hello back at me and i'm just like smiling like jaw caught us or hurt me and i was like and then it was like moving and it was so beautiful and i just felt so connected to it Episode three is officially in the books. Thank you so much to Adriana for an incredible conversation. This episode, again, means so much to me. And I hope you all enjoyed it. 
Episode four is on its way. I have to start editing that, but that is another incredibly profound and special episode, and I'm so excited for you all to hear it. But in the meantime, please let me know what you thought about this episode. Feel free to reach out and share your thoughts. Share the episode. All right, take care. Until next time.